Hello and welcome back to the TST Podcast, the podcast where we aim to build different ideas together from an Afrocentric point of view. I'm Anugo. I'm Ibube. And uh, Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year. How's it going? It's been a good first week. Go back to work. Um, have a lot of plans for this year. Um, yeah, so hopefully looking forward to it. Let's Big plans? On. Big plans and small plans. Yeah. Big plans, small plans. Yeah. I like that. Big plans, small plans. But we've got some big decisions and small decisions to have on this podcast so let's get into the show but before we do that please remember to like comment and subscribe to our youtube channel um last year we had a an interesting growth like it's yeah. a good start so thanks to all those that um, supported us um that liked commented engaged with us um we hope that this continues please share the videos um let's create a community where we have interesting educative yeah funny, entertaining uh, conversations from an Afrocentric point of view. Yeah, um, keep on sharing the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember to hit the notification button to stay up to date with our latest videos. Also, follow us on Instagram at Things Come Together, all one word, and the rest of our social media platforms. So, yeah. Let's... Ah, Mr. Yoshi. Yeah, let's get into the first topic. Um, the first topic of conversation is Are we born liars or does society turn us into liars? So a little bit of context um, around this conversation is our ability to lie based on a natural um, predisposition or coding mm. or is it something that is engineered towards from society programming what do you think um i would think that it's a bit of both um i think that lying usually comes from society i think because of how people are influenced by their environment, they are sometimes forced to lie. And that's my like initial perspective. What do you think? Um, I mean, okay, so... <laughs> so, on, in some sense, I can see how lying might be a genetic program and just be something we're able to do because um, on some level, I believe the ability to lie comes from their comes with the ability to be self-conscious okay. because for you to have the ability to lie you have to understand your states you have to understand you have to be aware of your presence as an individual being yeah. right yeah in order to be able to understand that i can deceive this other individual being for some benefit or avoidance or some cost yeah so you be able to, you have to see yourself in from a subjective point you can't just be uh i don't know if worms are conscious but you can't just be an organism going through life you have to be aware that you are you are an individual being that there's a difference between you and another um yeah okay another yeah. species do you get what i'm saying yeah. to be able to have the ability to deceive them and lie yeah okay. so on some level i do get how that can be programmed to us genetically and naturally however um in terms of social programming uh, my question of why, uh, if, if, um, if, if, um, my point on the social programming is if it's, if it's not natural mm -hmm. and it's entirely, or if it's natural and now we have this, um, society programming, why do we have the need to lie to ourselves? What do you think? I, I think it it comes from a bit of judgment. I think people are, as I said, it's environment environmental perspective. There are a lot of people that are scared of judgment, and they they purposely want to create that kind of fake persona to be able to um, portray themselves as a different kind of person in society. But to your earlier point about it being a natural um, disposition and obviously the influ environment influencing it one thing i thought of is actually 
how we deceive ourselves as humans because we are both self-conscious. But if you think about animals, for example, if you think about the lizard, like I can remember when I was young, um, growing up, it used to be really funny chasing lizards. They, it seemed as if they were always able to, they were always thinking one step ahead of you. So really, lizards thinking so hard than you. Kind of, because like, because <laughs> like the way is to move, wow. the way is to move, is to move. If you can, or if you think about even a housefly, if you can deceive, if you can deceive a human, then like deceiving an animal. But were they really more, deceiving us, or they were just reacting to like, let's say if you move, obviously they know something moved, so they're trying to get out of the way. I don't think they sat down to strategically, like outsmart us yeah some animals do have the ability to lie i know chimpanzees have the ability yeah. to lie um I'm, I'm not sure about dogs but some animals may have the ability to deceive or hide like let's yeah. say they know they want that thing and they know if you if they act a certain way cats apparently stay meowing yeah. in order to entice humans to take care of them so because mm. cats don't naturally meow in the wild apparently yeah. Like they only do that when they're around humans or I, I also yeah. read like there's a book I'm reading currently, it's like about it's like a fact based book and I read like even like mosquitoes as well. Like they they secrete something on our skin to make us itchy. And when we start itching, that's when like is is like our skin becomes like fresh for them. Oh shit. So actually for real. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's actually there for them to like suck blood out. So it's kinda of mad kinda of mad like that's that happens, yeah, right? We need to get rid of mosquitoes. But to my sorry, I I I wasn't phrasing what I was saying before correctly. Yeah. What I was trying to say was if um if not lying is naturally innate to us, right? Mm-hmm. Then we know everybody does it. Like yeah. laughing. We know everybody laughs, everybody cries. Yeah. So if you see someone crying, you cry, you're not as freaked out about it because although you might not want to cry in a situation, let's say you're out to your boys, mm. something happens, there are girls around, you might not yeah. really want to cry. But you'd be concerned if somebody just crying out of the blue. No, what, what I'm saying is that if you called me out from crying, yeah. let's say I was crying and you you saw me crying and you're like, oh man, like you're crying, you're crying in a yeah. situation you're not supposed to be crying. I'm not going to be so devastated like, oh no, I'm not crying, I'm not crying. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah man, situation was too tough, yeah, which is why okay. I'm crying, right? Yeah, because yeah. we all know it's a natural thing that happens to you, happens to me, so there's no judgment. Yes, you're not supposed to be crying in this situation, but it can happen to anyone. Mm, mm. But back to the context of lying, if we know lying is innate to us and natural to us, how come when someone points out, hey man, you lied, we get so self-defensive. We get like, oh my God, this is the worst thing you can ever identify me on. And we yeah. try so hard to to pretend that we were never lying. But if, if it's something that is natural and innate, not social programming, then why are we not open and honest about, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was, I was trying to deceive you. I yeah. wanted that last piece of meat. But now you caught me. Yeah, you caught me. Like, what am I supposed to do? You're going to obviously lie to me if you wanted to get the piece of me too. And I know you you do that and you know I'll do that. So why are we, why is there this awkward exchange when you catch someone lying? How I think about it now that you've like phrased it in different ways that people always want to... I was thinking about this like a few days ago and pe- how I phrase it that people always want to like treat other people as mumu. Like that's how I put it. Like mm. people... People always want to like have a have a mindset that is like maybe like preferable or better than someone else. So if you are if you are if you are caught lying, like you don't want to be you don't want to be portrayed as the person that is always a liar. Like for example, if even if you even if you claim that it's innate, like the with the crying example, if I see you five times in a row crying, obviously I'll be saying this is my guy is always crying. I don't want to be hanging out with him again. Mm. Similar to lying, you don't want to be known as a thief. You don't want to be known as a liar. So that's why people are always going to try to, like, even for the little little things. Like I knew guys in secondary school they swore upon their mother's life, their father's life. Yeah. Not even they, they, you saw them stealing something. They said <laughs> yeah. they didn't do it. Yeah. But like I feel like it just comes from that environmental environment. No, I hear that, and yeah. I, I understand that. Obviously, the need to um, protect yourself from the stigma of lying. Yeah. The same way, obviously, you need to protect yourself from the stigma of being. Uh, like a, a a wimp yeah for yeah. crying in public yeah so yes i get that but what i'm saying is if obviously everybody tries to lie so mm. if you're not going to get caught you would lie yeah once yeah. you do get caught i know you're lying you know i'm like what's the point of nah 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 i'm like swearing on your mother's life that you it wasn't you like you're just making the whole situation worse because everybody knows it's you so 
the fact that you're not willing to let let it go to me feels like it might be more of society programming do you get what i'm saying yeah rather than just an innate thing because it's an innate thing even though we are trying to present ourselves in a way not to, not to display that in public mm. but if you caught me you caught me like why would i go to extreme lengths yeah. <laughs> like dishonor my integrity and family name to prove to you that you caught me you did not catch me lying yeah there are like there are different situations there are different examples like when you say um like we we both know that you're lying it depends on the context right yeah. obviously if there's if there's genuine ev- evidence of you have committed whatever it is then it makes no sense to continue like lying about it but yeah. obviously there are so many situations where it's a bit hit and miss you can you know that you're not sure like okay if you take about um if you think about something maybe like a a, a phone was here and there were like 10 people here you could mm. one of those 10 people to have stolen it yeah you know that maybe two or three people are, are a bit dodgy yeah so it could be one of those people but even if you accuse even if you accuse the guilty person that person can keep on like defending themselves because they know that it's it's yes and i understand that yes and that that makes sense because you don't know it's me so lie to you lie to lie through your teeth yeah that situation yeah but once you're like yo yo they call the phone and the phone is ringing on you bro okay it's literally buzzing and everybody's looking at you with the phone buzzing on you yeah but you're still adamant that nah i didn't do it there's something that's a bit weird like yeah, and for when you, when you talk of societal programming, what mm. do you what do you, is it like similar to my point of being it an environmental? Yes, in terms of society programming, and it's so the question is: is it natural? Is it society programming? Yeah, there's probably some bit aspects of natural, yeah, naturality. If that's a word to us lying, mm. but the way we lie in society is definitely being heightened or influenced by society. You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the way we are, we we lie. To me, it's not natural. Yes, we might have the natural ability to lie, but the way we do it is not a natural thing. Like there's some insidious society program that mm. makes people so adamant to lie, even when the situation is not like when it's obvious that they're lying. Going to a common example, the Tory Lanes make the stylist situation. Yeah. Right. If someone said you shot me. Mm. Like I shot you. The other person said you didn't shoot me. Yeah. Right. So now it comes to a situation where uh, if it was just he said, she said, everybody's mm. arguing, oh, did he shoot her? Yeah. I shot her. Did not shoot her? He didn't shoot her. Yes, that's fine. Yeah. But once that situation comes to court where they are going to bring actual evidence, right? Yeah. they bring maybe CCTV footage, they bring bone fragments, they bring yeah. things, yeah. they bring gun wounds. In that situation, why would you still go down the line to keep lying? That's what I'm trying to ask. Like, Something in the Bible says, uh, mm. if you're going to court with someone, settle with the person before Beforehand. you get to court. Yeah, because yeah, if they get, they'll take you for yeah. everything you have. Yeah. So in that situation, like, ah, okay, 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 okay. I was obviously trying to lie that I didn't shoot her, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I shot. Or, oh, okay, okay, okay. I was trying to lie that he didn't shoot me, but uh, that he shot me, but yeah, actually, he didn't shoot me. Like, what's the point of sticking to your story? Like, to me, I feel like owning up. Yes, I try to lie, but only mm. up to the lie to me gets you more respect than still doubling down on the lie. Like there's no yeah, there's I, no point I, to it. I, I I agree with that. And when you when you when you relate it to like legal like court terms, obviously I've watched a lot of like um, court related shows. Like um, Power was one of them. Mm. But like I feel like people that are in that mindset always have little hope that something will go in their way. Like yes, obviously there's a lot of like mounting evidence that may say, Oh, this person shot, like so United States maybe shot Megan. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? But like he may still have that little hope that oh something something when he gets to court, something will work out in his favor. Yeah. Maybe that that's why I think that makes people still want to lie. Because when you when you talk about lying rights, we are differentiating between what is truth. Is it mm-hmm. is an abstract abstract concept and what is lying, right? Yeah. People would always it's a it's like a it's like a how would I put it? It's like an abstract phenomenon. Mm. So people are always trying to compare, okay, um what I've done is false and, and what are we comparing it to the truth, right? So I think people are always trying to stick to their point of view. So like it's like kind of tricks with your brain. 
to say, oh, maybe not. Like like gaslighting, for example. They're always trying to say, ah, they're, they're, this is this is not this is not how this is not how it is. But you actually you have actually proven that this is how it is. Yeah, right? you get what I'm saying. So yeah, and and yeah, no, I understand that. Like if you go into a court situation, obviously yeah. it's innocent proven guilty. So I'm I'm still innocent. I'm gonna yeah. lie until yeah, but yeah, until yeah. I'm proven guilty. But yeah. once I'm proven guilty. What's the point of keep lying? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What's the, what's the like, all right, cool. You did it. All right, man. Hey, hey, yeah. you get, I'm sorry. Let's, let's put on this stuff. Like, if you go down this route of, of, like, uh, maintaining that you're, you're innocent, whatever, you know, your credit line, to me, yeah. I think that worsens your credibility than if you just owned up to you. Yeah. I, I did, I did the thing that we all normally do. There's also a bit of unknown that, like, if you're, if you're, like, again, the example I gave of people, like, in secondary school stealing people's, like, phones or mm. whatever, hangers or whatever, there's also that unknown that if you actually come correct and say, yo, I actually stole this thing, your, your penalty will be worse than you keeping, like, you, you continue with the lie. Obviously, in, like, in court cases, there's, it may be different, like, the example you say, okay, before the court case, you say, yo, I actually did this thing. The person that is the person that you're confessing to may not actually be a decent person and say, "Yo, mm. nah, I'm I'm going to actually take this what you said to me, yeah, and and play to worsen your to worsen your um what your verdict or something like that." So there's also that, and that's why I think people always stick to like stick to their position in line. To be honest, but, okay, that, that that's an interesting point, but let's let's expand it yeah. further, right? One of the biggest values or i would say something the uh that the western world created one of the positives mm. that the western world created was the fiat money system yeah which is the uh, money based on um trust rather than commodities so mm. money is not backed by, the money is not backed by actual any physical commodity that has value it's just based on trust me you're trusting the government or you're trusting wherever it's happening that's yeah. that's basically what fiat money is so I believe that was that was a brilliant invention because not everybody has access to a valuable phys, um, physical commodity. Take for example, you, you are born, someone is born in the Congo and someone is born in some remote area in some desert, right? Yeah. The person in Congo has access to a lot of resources, so it's way easier for that person to be wealthy okay, versus yeah. the person born in, a, in an abstract desert, although the situations in Congo are not favoring them, but yeah. you get the analogy. But what the fiat money system does is that it puts those two people in level playing field because they now have access to a commodity that they can both grow yeah. by themselves, right? It's not something that is restricted to anyone or, one or anything. It's trust. Mm. Yeah. I can be a credible person and say, trust me, give me this money. I'm going to go do this, um, make a business, um, make it successful, and then mm. I'll give you back your money. That's basically how the credit system works. That's yeah. how you can get loans for houses, cars, even businesses. Right. Take for example, you have someone like Elon Musk mm. buying Twitter. Elon yeah. Musk doesn't actually have forty-four billion dollars yeah, yeah. in his account. What he has is forty-four billion dollars worth of credit yeah. or trust. Yeah. Meaning he can go to someone like a Goldman Sachs who actually has the physical money. Yeah. Give him this physical money. I want to put in this business and turn it into a successful business. Yeah. The reason he's able to do that, is, and I'm not able to do that because I don't have that level of trust. Yeah. So yeah. that's the beauty. So if you have trust as a commodity. Yes, you might say the truth in this instance and it gets you the punishment. But because you've maintained your credibility of trust, you're still, in the long run, a valuable asset. If people know, okay, yes, did you take the meat from the pot? I took the meat from the pot. You get your lashes. But now you're a credible person. The, the next time you say, did you take the meat from the pot? No, I didn't take the meat from the pot. You escaped. Even if you actually did take the meat from the pot. And the time after that, and the time after that. So you suffered one punishment, but mm. got a longer term of benefits compared to the person that did you take me for the pot? No, I didn't take me for the pot. But here's a camera of you taking me for the pot. No, I didn't still take me for the pot. Even if you defended yourself and said some gymnastics of to get out of that situation, yeah. people are going to start looking at you. Ah, this guy is a bit of a sus guy, man. His yeah. wallet is a bit shaky. So even the next time, if you say, I didn't take me for the pot, people will be like, ah, he's yeah. probably lying anyways. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, it's kind of the long-term benefit, mm. the short-term benefit versus the long-term benefits of being a credible person yeah so mm. why would knowing that why would you still sacrifice the short-term goal of 
just being known as a like it's even when you're lying for no points like the first of all the console is not even that deep sometimes yeah yeah but you're still adamant on on, on but, but on the being interesting alive. thing is that perception is reality right that's that's one thing i i i kind of i kind of relate to a lot in my life like recently and stuff because like with the example you gave the perfect example of the meat stealing and everything but then the important thing with that f- the first person that said the truth is that to me in my opinion anytime like if it's in a group setting anytime that the someone there's a meat lost in the pot <laughs> they always say oh it may be it may be that person no but 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 if you ask me and i said no i didn't take it because you know that if i did take it i'll tell you you'll be like all right cool you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I think I think what will probably happen is next time you make meat, you will leave it outside. If okay, around. okay. <laughs> that's probably that'll probably be the precaution. But yeah, sometimes that's a small sacrifice to pay because the time you actually catch it on that lie will be when you need it the most. You get what I'm saying? The yeah. time you actually, I really need to tell this. I don't them to believe it, and they'll believe you because yeah. you built up a huge credibility. But if you tarnish your credibility unnecessarily. For lying when you've been caught when it's another rather than just saying yes i was lying you caught me yeah fair play fair play good game yeah, yeah i think I that's that's more respectable i i get that i get I, I think that like for most things like if it, if it's for if it's for little things like in second i usually relate to secondary schools people lied for a lot of reasons for a lot of random reasons you still hunger here and there you still space <laughs> touch you know like just to yeah. laugh but like for big things, for like obviously court cases and things like that, when you think, as you as you mentioned, there's always going to be like a short-term impact versus a long-term impact. For things that have like short-term impacts, I feel like people shouldn't really lie about like per, per se. But then for long-term impact, like if you're going to go to jail, man, like to me, I would always try to even if there's even if, even if there's that point where you can come out and say the truth. But as I said, there's still that ounce of hope that you get to this court case, something will happen magically, and you come out free. I would still take that chance. That's the thing. Yeah, and no. That, that's it. That's I get that. And definitely, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't as well. Obviously, yeah. I'm going to lie if I can lie. But if I do get caught, like, if if we went to court and it came out, I was guilty. I'm thinking I'll probably be like, ah, okay, fair enough. We yeah, came. Yeah. Guys, yeah, I fucked up. I'll do my time. But I'm still a credible person. So maybe when I come out, I still have some value in society because then mm-hmm. they just know my vice was just that act you get. Like yeah. it's bad for my vice to be something tangible where they know it is that act versus something superficial that in terms of your trust and credibility because that yeah. is a bit tricky. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like that one, you don't know how valuable it is until, it's, until the value is there. Yeah, there's it's it's quite it's quite arguable to be honest because you're comparing now the acts mm. like obviously lying and doing whatever it may be. There's they are both acts, right? Mm, mm, but mm. I don't think a a um like someone that um maybe stole some money even if he came out and has spent it would mm. would say oh yes I've stolen the money I spent it maybe two billion dollars now comes back comes comes out from jail. Even if he, even if you admitted it, his credibility is not still there to me. Like, what's what's the point? You spend the money. You're, you're, to me, you still have that perception as a bad person. Okay, so now we're going to perception of a bad person, which is yeah. subjective. But let's yeah, okay, let's yeah. let's go on. Okay, let's say I did steal the money and I came out and I said I stole the money because I really needed to feed my family. My baby yeah. mama was on my head. This is this thing. Uncle wants this. Auntie yeah. wants this. And I genuine credible reason yes i did take it yeah. stealing is bad i did take it. i'm going to do my time for the crime for the crime because i admitted it like you can still reintegrate me into society because if you know stealing is bad okay. worst case scenario is don't put me in charge of any money yeah yeah okay but to your original not the original statement one of the statements you made perception is reality yeah if i'm perceived even if it's not true but yeah. i'm perceived as a liar Regardless of money, we won't put me around anything. Yeah. Because my credibility is already destroyed. There's no it doesn't have to be money. Like for the person that stole money, yeah, his issue is just money, but you can trust him on other things. But the person that is not trustworthy at all, why can you trust me? You can't trust my money, you can't trust my mm. friends, you can't trust him on anything. So mm. in that aspect, like 
to me it just makes more sense to just be honest and say the truth like what is the worst that happened you do the time for the actual crime or let's say you did um uh yeah you do the time for the actual crime because if you didn't do the, mm. the crime then you are not lying anyways yeah. so you're not really being perceived as a liar yeah so yeah, yeah that's true to your original question i th- i think it's i think it's largely influenced by our environment because our environment shapes a lot like sh- shapes a lot of what we do and what and how mm. people act and right? how people behave i think a lot of people as i said a lot of people lie to to stay away from judgment and because of the way like our, our society now is so all in your face it's all so like everywhere people need to create people need to maintain their image in several ways like Terry lanes for example he he probably wants to maintain a certain image of who he is, right? Yeah. And keep on making making his endorsements or whatever he has going for him. Still keep on going for him. So that's why a lot of people, to me, would still lie because of this influence that their environment has on them. It may be natural, maybe the maybe yeah. To me, it's still mainly environment. But I'm trying to give an example of maybe in their family, maybe their 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 dad was probably a pathological liar or something mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's still slightly straight towards the environment. To be yeah. honest. So you're basically saying Meg was lying. <laughs> 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 anyways, anyways, anyways. Yeah, man. But just basically, I think it's more valuable for us in society to um, honor trustworthiness versus lying. Yeah, everybody tries to lie. Like I said, they're trying to gain one up the other person it's just competition yeah it's a way of it's like um playing football and playing a false nine mm. you get what mm. i'm saying like you i was obviously trying to deceive you maybe i put a striker in, in on my team sheet yeah but i played him on the left maybe wing and i played someone yeah. so i tried to deceive you so that's natural yeah. but when you're like oh yeah you played your striker on the right wing i see no 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 yeah. I can literally see your strength. You get what I'm saying? That's, 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 that's a weird. good point. But because the thing is, okay, yeah, there must, for you to, for you, for both of us to uh, kind of like get on the same page about lying, mm. there must be an evidence based situation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, in yeah. most situations, they are not evidence based stuff. Okay. So that's why I feel like people would always defend their lying position. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with that. I agree yeah. with that. And yeah, most situations are not evidence based yeah. situations. So. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know it's fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. As usual, please, guys, remember to like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, hit the notification button. Uh, the likes are the most important thing. That helps YouTube with the algorithm. So, please, we need your support. And uh, we thank you for your continuous um, endorsements. Also, remember to follow us on our Instagram um, handle. Uh, at Things Come Together and the rest of our social media platforms so uh so the next topic of conversation if you want to introduce this yeah is uh go ahead okay um yeah so this topic is based on something i started watching of what i read reading a few days ago is an article i read and the question is um is social media affecting our ability to focus so a few days ago i i read a daily um like a financial news email every day called Finimize. They send like digest emails about like what's happening in the world of finance, investing, things like that. And one of the, they, they usually attach like some articles for people to read. And one of the articles was based on the idea of is, um, is like technology and social media affecting our powers of concentration. And this, this topic is kind of um, slightly based off that. And, I see a lot like in society now, social media, because of the younger generations, are, they've grown up with social media and it's basically in all we do. So I feel like a lot of people are kind of, they have this kind of attachment to it and that's affecting so many other areas of their lives. So I think, I think there's a bit of a disconnect somehow because people are relying on social media for to me, to many things that we probably not really help them in their, in their like personal development of their lives. What do you think about that? Um, yeah. Um, on the on the actual terms of the 
But the actual basis of the statement is social media affecting our ability to focus. I do, yes, I agree that it does affect our ability to focus and concentrate on an active on a particular activity for a sustained period of time. So mm. let's say you want to do a piece of work or any activity and you want to stay focused on it. Um, our ability to do that, I believe, has been worsened due to the... Um, advent of social media and most other um, instant gratification platforms for mm. social media in general because the 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 platform is designed to keep your attention to drag your attention back to it mm. um, and and basically it's designed to give you a dopamine rush yeah. right and mm. the way dopamine works in the body is dopamine is a hormone that helps drives our ability um, our ability for motivation yeah, so okay. you know how they say the saying um the journey is usually better than the end yeah. right like yeah. the, the the process is usually better than the the result, end than the results yeah. and the outcome yeah. that comes from um your body releasing dopamine which is a feel-good hormone like it makes yeah. you feel good and motivated to do something it releases dopamine before you do the activity because it wants you to, it wants to encourage you to do the activity mm. now once you begin to do the activity your body suppresses your dopamine levels in order to make you stop. Mm. Now, the problem is when your body is regulating that increase and decrease in dopamine, um, when it gets to the... Um, when it's bringing it down, sometimes it might bring it worse than the previous level it was before. Mm. So you need to give your body time to allow it to readjust to that normal balance level. But if you don't and you keep going back, like you keep taking more hits of dopamine you keep going back to the instant gratification things your your dopamine levels are going to be spiking so instead of being a natural curve where you're able to do something for an extended period of time it begins to become shorter because you're okay. you're doing more you're you're getting more dopamine hits in a shorter period of time so rather than going smoothly it begins to get like curved and then the peaks begin to increase and decrease so you might start getting less motivated about something so let's say um you used to have a pretty much average level level average decent level of motivation to go for a run mm. because your dopamine levels the spike are spiking and the new bottom part is now lower you, you notice that you have a lower motivation to do it unless you get your dopamine hits just before because mm. the peak is now so much below your normal average peak to do the activity you needed dopamine hits to get you back to that level. So yeah. let's say I used to go to I used to be able to go for a run and I just go up and go, for, go went for a run. Yeah. Now for me to go for a run, I need to play some music. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to get more. I need to look on social. I need to get more dopamine hits in order to go mm. do that. And yeah, I do agree. Like because of social media, uh, is designed to keep give us like uh dopamine hits in order for us to get back onto the platform and keep using it it's affecting our dopamine levels which then affects our levels of our ability to focus and concentrate on other non-instant gratification activities like activities that take longer periods of time yeah. like 30 minutes is not a long time it isn't but like in modern terms in modern times what it's quite long minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me to watch it. If you send me 30 minutes video, nah. nah, oh, what the hell? <laughs> You're man. bluffing, bro. That is crazy. Because, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people, like, like a lot of like um, content nowadays, see, like they are, they are recording for hours. I'm like, how did they, how did they do that for so long? And it's crazy. But that's normal, like normal behavior. You should be able to. Normally, they used to say. Um, I can't remember where I had this, but the human concentration span is typically for about four hours. After mm -hmm. four hours, your ability declines significantly. Mm -hmm. They don't encourage you to study or do anything longer than four hours long. Yeah. Even something like flights. Yeah. Like, like if you have your, your company, like if your flights longer than a certain period, they give you more extra levels of comfort because yeah. that's a long time for someone to be sustaining any particular one activity. Yeah. However, I believe because of social media and all these instant gratification platforms, that level, to me, I won't be surprised if it's down to 15 minutes or 30 minutes yeah. because it's become so much so where you're having videos in, you're getting, you're getting um, an entire emotion captured in seven seconds. Yeah, yeah. You get crazy. what I'm saying? And then right after that is a new entire emotion again. So you're, you're, you're not only spiking like 
in quicker frequencies but mm. the levels are going you are just really happy yeah that you just saw really sad news yeah and you're really happy again so it's kind of it's, get, yeah. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna mess up your balance and you need to have that gradual curve for you to be able to sustain uh doing that doing any one activity for a long period yeah. of time and even like to touch on the kind of like sad news points you raise like do you think that the dopamine kind of um kind of explanation you gave does it apply to people relating to like like maybe more negative news that they see in social media because i feel like people people some people like from my own use of social media don't get me wrong i use social media as well but like i see that a lot of people always maybe thrive on the negatives like you see a lot of twitter comments instagram comments people are always like either see they get their 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 own motivation fix, they yeah, are fixed from the negative news and yeah. it's quite interesting to see because i don't know i don't know if it's if they are looking for as social media as their own point of focus probably try to distract them from maybe their problems yeah. in their lives yeah that kind of thing so um i know they, they say misery loves company so people like to look out if they are going through a negative situation misery loves company they like to look for other people going through that negative situation in order to feel yeah some companionship or not feel alone in that situation that they're going to so that's probably mm. why people tend to gravitate to like negative news like they would say a plane crash but never say oh this plane landed successfully mm, because that yeah. won't that will get a scroll past but yeah. if you say the plane crash now everybody's sharing it yeah. let's say some prayer for people in china yeah like you knew those people in china i'm not saying there's anything yeah. wrong with that but it's just because my situation is fucked up i need to see yeah negative situation in another, in another context so um yes i do think um like we are gravitated to negative information because of the company However, on some on a fundamental level, I think Jordan Peterson mentioned this once. Um, we tend to gravitate more to negativity rather than positivity because the consequence of negativity is to to us we feel is more severe than the consequence of positivity. So, the worst case scenario of negativity is death, which is what we're all trying to avoid, right? Which is why we're living. Yeah. But the best case scenario of um, positive activities temporal happiness yeah. you feel really good for a time which you know definitely is going to come to an end yeah. at some point yeah so the the finality or finality of death compared to a temporary situation of pleasure people tend to be more focused or cautious about the the, the negative because yeah. that one is more final it's more like the the severity is more like once it's done it's done but the happiness you probably get happy again you might not get happy again mm. like it's it's contextual so it makes sense why people might want to focus more on negativity but i believe you can still train your mind to ignore that natural instinct to focus on the negative and try to gravitate towards more positive things because i believe the positive things have more benefits mm. in the long term like having a positive focus mindset has more benefits than having a negative focus mindset mm. even though i do understand why we by default have a negative focus mindset yeah you know what yeah, I'm trying to say? yeah yeah i get that I get yeah. that. that's quite interesting to see and going back to like the general point of social media i feel like the the way they are the, the way they have been like um developed like social media apps and stuff or even generally like a lot of apps like i i have uni days for example and every maybe every few days they send you a notification saying oh there's this there's this discount you can get i i it's quite interesting to me because i wonder why all these like it's crazy because every single of these apps or every single one of these companies are fighting for attention and they say oh like attention spans of people are now at this at 47 seconds mm. right but why it's interesting to me is because like you see a lot of these apps they are they are, oh, they, are, they are constantly in your face. Like, they send you emails every few days. They send you um, notifications. Oh, this person followed you or something. Like, and we as humans, we can either choose to ignore that or choose to, like, follow it and stuff. But it seems as if people have lost their ability to actually choose what to do. Mm. 
on some level those things are engineered so those things are designed to make you lose your ability to stop ignoring it do you get what i'm saying like the infinite scrolling that was invented on social media it's designed to get you to stop because if it stops it will make you want to stop right like if the scrolling got to an end and you Mm. need to go to an end it will make you want to put your phone down so it's designed to make you not want to put your phone down with the infinite scrolling so all those things are designed to reduce your ability to resist the 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 platform however there's still a level of responsibility i believe we all should have in order to like um react to, to the intended design like i know this person is trying to do it and there is some benefits to like having infinite scrolling like sometimes maybe you want it to be lost in thought for that mm. brief second yeah. like brief period that you're instagram you don't want to scroll to videos and it's over yeah so it makes sense why they will not um they stopped arranging the videos um chronologically as like making it based on algorithm yeah. you have to give it a wider pool right However, the level of responsibility for you to understand, I cool, yes, this thing is designed this way, but I still need to be maintain accountability and control of myself to be able to say, I cool, that's enough. You get what I'm saying? Mm. I've, yes, I can eat all as much as I want, I can take as much as I want, but I've had enough and I can put this down. Mm. It goes back to one of the things I said, which is why I put my phone on vibrate all the time, mm. or sometimes on silent, because yeah. I know the, the sound, the chimes those phones make, it's the same thing if you watch uh um you know the shows where magicians mm. by the time hypnotist when yeah, i do yeah, my work yeah. think you you do you jump yeah yeah everybody yeah. watches and laughs ha 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 yeah that thing is funny now because they've seen it in just a short period of time but imagine over five, ten years yeah. that phone has been doing ding 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 and every time yeah. you picked it up after 10 years there's no it's not magic it's science that after 10 years once it does ding you're going to pick it up up, it's not science you get what i'm saying is that's it's not magic that's science that's engineering so um knowing that that at some level if i keep letting my phone ring out loud i keep responding Mm. every time someone messages i want to go into the app like sometimes i see the messages yeah People say, oh, I take long to reply. No, I mm. saw your messages. I'm yeah. not ignoring you, but yeah. I'm not going to reply to you now because I'm doing something else. I don't yeah. have to reply to you now. It doesn't mean I didn't see it. doesn't mean I saw it and I'm not choosing to respond, but I've designated time when I'm going to go in and respond mm. because I want to maintain control of the situation because mm. I know the, the those platforms are designed for me to not maintain control. You mm. get what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah, that's quite interesting. And I personally also practice the silent notification stuff, but I wanted to, like... I wanted to ask whether it's it's more of the notifications or people just like have this habit that they need to go into social media like for example during working hours i try to silence my silence my phone keep it away from like now i even keep it away from me because i i have this inclination to always to always have my phone on my hand right and just be scrolling. I you nearly cried because i don't see phone as camera no, I got out my phone is 32 gig. Yeah, so so it's like um so it, so you have my info in my hand and yeah. so so but like now that I'm keeping it completely away from me, I realized that okay, and it's on silence as well. Like I realized that I'm not really I'm not really I'm not really looking for it to be in my hand again. Mm. So I was I used to wonder whether it's more of the notifications, like mm. you hearing those sounds. Or even just seeing the phone, because yeah, there are yeah. people that just having their phone around them, they always want to be on social media. They always want to grab it and and go on Twitter or go on Snapchat. A lot of like in uni, a lot of like girls that like I, I used to I used to meet, and most of them <laughs> <laughs> literally once they once they are holding their phones, they are on Snapchat like mm, in mm, cameras mm. and yeah. windows and stuff. So I used to think whether it's whether it's them doing it. Because of it, they cannot control it, or because they cannot focus on other things, or mm. because of they are actually focused on the notifications. Yeah. So I mean, back to the the earlier point on yeah. dopamine, right? Yeah. So dopamine is a feel good, it's a motivation, right? Mm. So if you have, let's say, a positive experience, yeah. right? Your body wants you to have that positive experience again. So whenever that, whenever your body knows. Is going to have that positive experience it releases dopamine to motivate you to go towards that positive experience uh, right 
now you have triggers we all have sensory triggers our eyes our nose our mouth our, our, our touch all yeah. these those are sensory triggers take for example you ate um greasy food that was really delicious yeah your body liked it mm. now your body wants you to eat greasy food again the moment you smell greasy food it's a sensory notification yeah all of a sudden, you start getting excited. Yeah, <laughs> you know, once they spite everybody yeah, starts. Like even things well. like ice cream. You can see someone has eaten and the person is full. Yeah, and you say, "Oh, do you want some ice cream?" All of a sudden, yes, I want some ice cream. It's not because their stomach is empty. It's because of your body released a few good hormones. Because the last time they ate ice cream, they felt good. So mm. now your body has released dopamine to make you now want to eat the, mm. the ice cream, even if the ice cream is your body actually doesn't want ice cream. Yeah. But because of the presence of dopamine, now you want to do it. So what is happening with the notifications is, the last time you were on your phone, obviously I'm I'm simplifying it. This yeah. has been ten years of times you've been on your phone. Yeah. On average, you've had good experiences, been yeah, on your phone, laughing, laughing, doing stuff. Smiling, yeah. So the notification is a reminder of that good experience. So once the notification comes, your body releases dopamine to make mm-hmm. you want to go to your phone. Yeah. So yeah. two things can happen now. Either you can turn up the notification. So now your body doesn't get that sensory trigger to release the dopamine mm. in order for you to motivate to to go to your phone, like you said, turning off the notifications, removing your phone from sight, all those kind of things. Yeah. Or you have something called delayed gratification, yeah. where it's a practice where you know there's a there's a there's an intended positive benefit, mm. but you you maintain control to abstain from it. Yeah. So take for example you. Um, back to the analogy of ice cream mm. someone says oh do you want ice cream you know your body's releasing dopamine to make you say yes but you intentionally no no i don't want even if you actually your, your, your body has released the dopamine and now it's making wants because you're resisting it your body then readjusts and because your body is a system it then mm. readjusts and re-regulates and reduces that those peaks and troughs because mm. Um, like I said, you took some dopamine, you release some dopamine hit, it suppresses, it goes down to a, a dip, um, a, a dip, yeah. right? When it, when it had a sensory trigger to release more dopamine, it probably increased it greater than the former threshold. But because yeah. you, we, you maintained and you didn't go, when it's going back down, it's not going to go back further down than that peak, yeah. or probably not go as far down because it's realized, okay, maybe that's not a, you're kind of tricking your body to think it's not as pleasurable as I thought. Mm. So let me reduce the motivation factor for, for this activity. Mm. So that's the concept of, of delayed gratification, which is why people practice intermittent fasting. Like the concept of, of fasting, even back to the olden times, was not necessarily to not it, it was there are obviously physical benefits to fasting, but there's also a mental benefit is to maintain that control, that delayed gratification because Yes, your body likes food. So once your body gets that sensory trigger from food, you see food, you smell food, your body mm-hmm. wants to eat. But if you're able to say from this period in time, from this pe- other period in time, I'm not going to eat, right? I'm mm-hmm. practicing intermittent fasting. During those cycles of when you're not eating, when your body experiences those sensory triggers and you don't react, your body regulates and reduces the amount of dopamine it releases when you see food. Mm-hmm. So now sometimes because i practice intermittent fasting i can if i decide to fast for a whole day it's not a big deal mm. because i've learned is a level of control over the the food you get what i'm saying it, my body doesn't make me as as um as what do you call it as enthused as energetic for food as i once was because mm. back then i used to chow mm. <laughs> when i saw a chow i used to chow but you get yeah. what i'm saying but now it's reduced so and vice versa, like if I go through a period where I'm eating unhealthily, yeah. like let's say you go on holiday and do stuff, when yeah. you come back, it takes you time to be addressed again. Yeah, because yeah. the moment you see food, even if you just ate, your bo- it releases dopamine. So yeah. it's just basically understanding that self-regulation of your body and mm-hmm. being able to understand basically what's happening in my body is the release of dopamine, which makes me want to do things. So I need to regulate how much dopamine is released and what it's released for. I want to make sure... It's getting released for the things I actually want to do. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like maybe another example I give is why I probably might some might argue might not. It might be a way of um, um, depending on dopamine again, but some like music, right? Mm. Because I play music when I'm working out, the music is a feel good factor. So now I'm associating 
working out with music which is a feel good factor so when mm. i want to work out the dopamine there's some dopamine rush yeah. to the fact that i've associated something positive to that activity mm. basically what i'm trying to say is if you want to do an activity associate something positive to it so that your body feels it's a good thing for you to do it and then it releases dopamine for you to do it to mm. do the things that are actually beneficial yeah you get yeah. what i'm saying yeah the delayed gratification point is is quite interesting because like my own idea of of practicing daily gratification while growing up was just the basic difference between work and relaxation i preferred i've always preferred to always like like that and, that, and i think that's what has made me like a i would say maybe a morning like a morning person because i feel like okay i wake up i get i try to do my in quotes my most difficult tasks of the day first and then i relax towards the end of the day like my own my own routine my own lifestyle is to do always the things that challenge me the most first things in the morning and then i leave the, i leave the things i want to relax towards or, or things i want to do that are relaxing more in the evenings and that's quite interesting but um also in terms of in terms of like the social media and focus how do you, do you think that it's going to get it's going to get better or worse in terms of I mean, in terms of it affecting our focus and how important do you actually place like our focus on different things because how, how important is focus really in life now because a lot of people can have a lot of people can achieve maybe a level of status to have other people do all these things that they really need focus to do right maybe there are some niche tasks that people need to do maybe for example i've seen a lot of videos of women maybe they are working their child and they are reading they are looking on social media that's quite distracting and that's probably had made their child have an accident or, or two right so how, how like how important do you place that so one is it going to get worse to yeah how important is focus generally yeah, yeah. generally yeah to me uh again this is speculative thinking it's just going based on the current information i believe it's going to get worse mm. because of what i said before these platforms are designed for what they are designed to do mm. it's business they do want you to lose your ability to control being able to withdraw from them so obviously they're going to figure out new ways to capture attention more mm. you can have more regulations in terms of um, i know in china the people that invented TikTok, mm. ironically, they have situations where certain videos are, are pushed towards kids. Mm. And even when the kids are having uh, watching the videos, they are breakpoints in order to mm. get them to stop and, and get off the platform. So, but then again, it depends on the societal's like uh, values, or yeah, ethics mm. behind that. But mm. even if you have conservative societies like maybe the Eastern, like China, mm. or or England where maybe or GDPR in terms of like Europe and stuff yeah. compared to America where everything is the wild west um, even within this tough regulated societies mm. technology always leads lives at the boundary of um, laws and mm. ethics of society because it's always pushing the boundary right yeah something you don't we don't it's hard for us to pre-legislate an activity the activity needs to happen for them to realize ah okay we need to adjust and create laws in order for this not to happen again you get what i'm saying yeah. so technology is always looking for new ways around those laws so even if you make all these regulations someone will find a way around that in the mm. design of the technology so yeah. and it's always going to keep with the advancements of technology it's always going to keep getting better like things like infinite scrolling 50 years ago, they didn't even have laptops. So something like yeah. infinite schooling is not even some, a concept that you can yes, imagine. Yeah. But now with the presence of all this kind of technology and we've invented infinite schooling with advancement in technology, what might they invent in the future? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was one of it again was two, how important is focus in society? I think it's extremely important because mm. you might give the argument of the woman working a dog, maybe she doesn't need to focus on her dog as much now. Mm. She can focus on other things. So that's the benefit of having this um, technology to distract her mm. level of attention. Um, ideally, what I'm saying is enabling us to multitask. Yeah. However, the drawback of that is, I believe, the one of the key factors to success is consistency. Yeah. Being able to do something for a sustained period. Yes, 100%. If you go to the gym for nine hours in a day, yeah. you're not going to get gains yeah. yeah but if you go to the gym nine 
for hours, one hour every day. Yeah. That's better. That will get you more gains than if you just went for nine hours only one day. Yeah. So it's yeah. the consistency, is the repeat, is the process of of doing it, recharging, doing it, stop doing it, going back to doing yes, it, stop doing it, going back to doing it. Yeah. But if you have um, this levels of um, dopamine hits where the spikes are much higher mm. and the frequencies are much tied together, the ability to do something for a sustained period of time drops. Yeah. Like like I said like before, maybe it was four, four hours, but now it might be 30 minutes for them someone to do something for a long period of time and get enough. I think yeah. the argument, the example you were studying, you can study for maximum four hours, but I'm saying probably that's... Yeah less now um if you lost the ability to be able to um be consistently good at anything so far that has dropped to below 30 minutes mm. what beneficial things in life the, the hard things in life to do can you are shorter it? than yeah, fi- and 30 fi- 15 minutes you get what i'm saying so yeah. if you say do you really need it yes you might not need it for that dog walking but you need it for the big things you need yeah. it to be able to sustain yeah. a job which is seven to eight hours a day you need to be able to study which you need to probably get four hours a day you need to be able to Work on your business, which you probably need to get another mm. four up to eight hours in a day. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the the key things you need to do in society are things that are, have extended periods of activity. Yeah. So losing the ability to focus is essentially important for those activities. Might not be for other ones, but definitely for the key ones. Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. I I, I believe that multitasking is kind of a is kind. Of, it is a saying that multitasking is a myth. Is a myth, right? Mm. Like. I feel like because there are many things that people can do in society now, um, I, I, I kind of feel like I had a discussion with Nuhu like, about like multitasking and doing different, doing different things at the same time. There's, there's a kind of belief that, okay, if you're doing one single task at a time, you're probably like behaving like a robot, right? But I think that it's usually much more efficient to focus on one task at a time. Like if you think about if you think about the workplace now, like there are a lot of things that one person can do in their work, right? And that that usually tends to reduce their efficiency. And most times it's not their fault, but when they're calculating their performance and stuff, they usually blame or they usually say, Oh, you didn't perform as well uh, because of so so and so. But I feel it's because of those myriad of tasks that they're giving people. I think it's always beneficial to focus on one task at a time. It's usually, like, I struggle with it sometimes, but it's something I'm learning as well. Like, because, as like, the article that I mentioned at the start that I read, they, they mentioned that, oh, like, just simply focusing, or rather, not even focusing, but changing your focus between email and working on a spreadsheet the amount of loss of concentration that you mm. feel in doing those two activities is actually immense, but people don't actually realize it. Like, if you actually say, okay, I'm working on this spreadsheet now, I'm going to do this till whenever, till the end, or till I realize I've gotten to a, a stock point or something, and then move on to reading my emails or something, I feel like it's actually much more beneficial for people to, to do in that way. But... It's difficult because, as I said, there are a lot of things that people can do. Even going out of the workplace, like you take a, you take a, a mother, a new, a mother that maybe she just maybe she's raising a two month old or a three month old or something, like and probably she's she has like a side business of hers. She probably wants to be able to run that business as well as taking care of her child. She's trying to multitask as well. Maybe have a meeting here and there while she's um, taking care of her child. So all those different activities are. Uh, because of the fact that I feel just people people just have a lot to do. They are not really I don't really have um like core solutions for that, but what I would say is that people should always try if there's if there's a time that you, you say okay I'd rather do two activities at one at once probably just try to focus on one if you can, even if it's just for a thirty minute span or an hour span, that kind of thing. So Yeah. I mean um multi you can multitask, but you can't, to your point, focus on two activities with the same level of efficiency. Yeah. yeah. So maybe one is 90%, the other one might be 10%, or yeah. one is 60, the other one be 40. Even the Bible says you can't step two masters with the same degree of yeah. like loyalty. Like yeah. it has to be one or the other. Although you can do multiple activities, not at the same level of efficiency. So there isn't a problem with... Uh, 
not really there's any problem with Montas. I think for me the conversation comes to people's level of discipline, accountability and responsibility. Mm. Because sometimes some people might use that um multitasking as an excuse not to be productive, right? Mm. They can say, um, oh you're supposed to do this um spreadsheet for work mm. as an example and they spend the entire day doing it because they need to focus on that spreadsheet. You didn't yeah. need an entire day to do it. Yeah. You could have done some today, done some tomorrow, and then also worked on this other activity. Yeah. You get some people might say, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym. You do have yeah. time to go to the gym. You're spending way too much time doing other things. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you should not do those other things, but you're putting way too much time on that, which you could take to yeah. do this other activity. So, Yes, you should focus a hundred percent on one activity at a time, but mm. you can. How I don't know the right word to use, mm. but you can co- uh, collate multiple different activities as one productivity chain. If you get what I'm trying mm. to say, yeah, like you I can say that. today, I'm going to go to the gym, go to work, work a little bit on this, work a little bit on that, do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. All those different activities. Yes, but not do all of them at the same time. Yeah. But you know, I'm going to do one hour on this, 30 minutes on this, 15 minutes on this, yeah. 20 minutes on yeah. this, two hours on this, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I believe if you, um, back to the analogy of the attention span being four hours, mm. let's say it's two hours, which to me, that's why I use. Mm. I try and give every activity I do two hours max because mm. my attention span is is even bad naturally like mm. i just drift off even if i'm having a conversation i can drift off mm. so, but knowing that I, two hours is probably my limit where i know i'm no longer as productive on this activity mm. that allows me to get multiple other activities and i believe people are, are like that like you obviously have a limit to which at if you keep focusing on activity on this activity there's not much benefit mm. extra yeah. coming in so if you know your limit say your limit is 45 minutes you can say okay i have 45 minute work periods where 45 minutes i'm going to do this activity then do this activity then do this activity yeah. you don't have to do the same activities for each 45 minutes consistent seconds to be deemed not multitasking and being a focused person mm. you get what i'm saying yeah. you can do one and then interchange with another but when you're doing each one block of 45 minutes yeah. you have to be dedicated to that block itself you can't have the multiple Mm. to activities at the same block so yeah yeah i i on the other on the other hand i think a lot of people are especially at work again they are they are the employer employer employers would want you to multitask because obviously it's more it's more beneficial to them because they are making you do more activities for the same pay right that kind of thing so yeah, but they, I think that's a misconception because they, I, I'm not sure if they want you to multitask. They want you to be productive. They want they you want to have multiple productive. outputs. Yeah, yeah. But don't necessarily do those outputs at the same time. So it's up to you to strategize your working pattern. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, they might say, okay, we want you to have sent this letter, send this thing, have this meeting, done this thing. Yeah. It's up to you to have sent letter first or send letter last. Ah, okay, you yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not. I'm sending letter. I'm I'm also doing this other activity. Oh, yeah. but you told me to do this and that. Okay. Yeah. Use your common sense to know that you're supposed to do one. Yeah, the yeah, one or the other, and, and arrange your time because obviously there's no way you're working on that same one activity for eight okay. hours straight. Yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last the last point I had yeah. was um, in terms of so in terms of the topic and and focus and and obviously people's use of social media. Are there any are there any suggestions or tips that you probably have used in your life or you can recommend for people that probably want to increase their ability to focus and maybe try to manage that with their use of social media? Um, with the use of social media. Mm-hmm. One um, is the habit of practicing delayed gratification, just in anything else. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be for social media because some people might be like, um, I'm going to start doing social media breaks. Mm. Your level of engagement social media might be so much that you starting straight off mm. from that may be difficult for you to achieve. Yeah. So, but you can build it up doing other things. You can build it up getting into the habit of working out. You can build it up getting the habit of even writing a journal. Mm. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Just the fact that every day I want to write a journal and I'm convinced that regardless of how I'm feeling, I'm going to write that journal. Yeah. Because you have that ability to now resist your dopamine rush, it to be able to adjust dopamine levels on other activities that you're doing. Yeah, Do you get what I'm okay. saying? So having practicing delayed gratification helps. And then the second one is just understanding how social media works and what it's designed to do and then 
knowing when to engage and not engage. Like sometimes I do need to have my notification on if I'm expecting mm. a call. Yes, yes. 100%. But if I'm not expecting a call, I'm in a default mode and mm. my phone is off. If you call me in that period, ah, that's when you, yeah, you get what yeah. I'm saying. I'm not going to, oh, this person might, like, unless I know it's an important call, like, let mm. me just blanketly leave all these things open. So yeah. it's knowing periods, okay, this is a critical period where I need to engage in this activity. Another example is sugar. At some point, we need to have sugar in our body. Yeah. But it's not understanding when I've had enough, yeah. put it down, turn it off. When I've had enough social media, put it down, turn it off. When I've had enough anything that is that that gives me those quick dopamine hits, mm. when I've had enough, put it down. That will allow the level to balance. Because it's not the peak that's mm. the problem. Everybody likes the peak. It's yeah. when it goes down. Yeah. When you're lying on your bed and you can't get up, yeah. you're depressed and stuff like that. That's when... Yeah. The, the problem is so it's not really the peak is making sure that once it hits the peak it doesn't just drop straight it kind of slows out mm-hmm. and that comes by also practicing when it's at the at the bottom you don't rush it to get back up mm-hmm. you take your mm-hmm. time to let it come back yeah. gradually up slowly so yeah fair enough yeah it was i think i think the, to- the topic was just obviously as a base of the article and it was quite interesting to, mm, to have the mm. discussion yeah yeah definitely something we need to definitely think about mm. um in our society but uh hopefully we can continue with this kind of conversations continue to engage entertain and educate um young minds all across the world and so um if you do like uh this podcast like our video please remember to like the actual video comment subscribe um the like is the most important help with algorithm so please uh, remember to keep supporting us and thanks to all those who have already been supporting us also hit the notification button to stay up to date with our latest videos and follow us on our instagram and things come together and the rest of our social media platforms are usually in the description below so yeah um any final words boobs yeah, I'm just gonna say it's been a nice one. It's been a good episode. Um, I'm glad we were able to have these discussions about these topics, and I look forward to more. Hopefully, this year would be a year of enlightenment. We'll be able to discuss a lot of interesting topics and spread what we know to to our to our listeners. Yeah. Thanks for watching the TST podcast. Thanks for watching the TST podcast. If you like this video and like to see more videos like this, please click on any of the videos you see on the screen. Also remember to like and subscribe to our channel as well as hit the notification button to stay up to date with our latest videos. Thank you for your continued support. Peace out.